It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. No, you're not tripping. I promise you, you're not tripping. Because this is actually a new episode of the Big Brother Jake Podcast. What's going down, y'all? It's Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Welcome to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am so happy to be back. Man, I miss doing this. I miss sitting in my cold Big Brother bungalow, a.k.a. my garage, enjoying kicking facts, kicking stories, and just sharing life with all the people that are listening right now. You can listen for those that are listening with a friend and like, how can I hear this? SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake podcast. Or if you're an Apple snob like myself at times, you can listen via the podcast. You go to iTunes, do the search, the Big Brother Jake podcast. We are there. So good to be back. So good to do this again. It's like an old friend revisiting. Sometimes I'm that friend you don't want to come over and you don't tell anybody what's going on, but I'm rambling and it's time to get down and dirty. Uh, Glad to be back. I had a few things going on, Uh, full disclosure, because I don't lie to people. I wasn't feeling too well, physically. Uh, I get these uh, weird blood infections and I just tell people, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They take me out. And when I say take me out, like they take me out. I get fevers, I get chills, my legs swell up, and it hurts really bad. And when I'm in that kind of mode, I'm in no mood to do anything. I have to work because that's what pays the bills. But mentally, physically, just not in a good place to do a good podcast. I could have just threw one up there for the sake of having one. But if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. So I just wanted to make mention of that, uh, make sure that uh, I'm in a good place. So I am, and that's why you hear this. And I'm rambling, and I'm sorry. It's been a crazy week, so much to catch up on. I think I'm finally over the Dodgers losing in the World Series, and we don't need to discuss that. I think I've made amends with uh, some Padre fans, and if I haven't, go to hell. I don't really care. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. I'm still bitter about it, but... You know, it's football season As uh, the, at the time this uh, podcast is being recorded. My Chargers are 7-2. and two. I got to witness one of those victories in Seattle, courtesy of my man, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. You want to throw your phone now that you heard that part. Oh, well, Chargers won. Good to be back home. Good to be back in L.A. But I would be remiss if I were to act like my head is in the sand and I'm avoiding things that are going on, especially in my own backyard of Southern California and Northern California. This is an escape. This podcast is an escape from politics and all the mundane stuff that goes on in the world. But we have a serious situation here in Southern California and in Northern California. Uh, The wildfires have really done a lot of damage Lots of people were misplaced, homeless now, 
lost everything. Uh, I have a good friend of my wife's that her best friend lost their home in Malibu, completely gone. And uh, so, you know, everybody, you know, six degrees of separation, you probably know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that lost their home or their home was damaged. Uh, several celebrities like Everlast from House of Pain, Miley Cyrus, uh, you know, a few people have lost their homes. And um, I got to say to the first responders, you know, kudos to you guys doing an outstanding job. It is a thankless job. It's it's just a task that's insurmountable at times. But I have nothing but love for firefighters, first responders that are uh, out in the, the trenches, so to speak. You guys get my love, man. That is not an easy job to do. And to think that a structure that you've built your life around, that you've made memories in, that you work really hard for, work your ass off for, to enjoy the fruits of your labor, um, all within an instant, gone. And there's nothing you can do about it. And so my thoughts... And my prayers go out to all the victims of uh, the fires here in California. I got to thinking about it. I wouldn't know how I would react to that. Because I'm a homeowner and, you know, I have a lot of physical things, material items. But nothing that can't be replaced. The one thing that, you know, there's several things I would grab. I mean, think about it. If you're in a situation where you're evacuated and, you know, you got to get your important documents and things like that, you know, ownership of your cars, birth certificate, marriage certificate, things of that nature. But I know personally, if I were to experience something of this magnitude, I think the things I would grab first are pictures you know and a lot of my friends when we get together and i've said this in uh, previous podcasts i love to take pictures every time i get together with the same people because I, I i have a very small circle that that i uh i associate with but i'm always taking pictures whenever i can i try not to invade people's privacy and like damn jake really we're just eating sushi why you gotta take pictures or we're at the beach man like why are you busting it out and I know digital is the way to go now, but I have a lot of pictures backed up on a flash drive that I keep in the safe. And that's the thing I'd probably grab first, my you know wedding album. Damn sure grab my degree, paid a lot of money to get it. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate some feedback and I'd probably like to share it on the next podcast because I'm not taking calls which we'll have that capability. We do now, but I didn't set it up. This is kind of something that I didn't plan on talking about, but in my home state, my, my native state, I, I'm just hurting for the people that are suffering through these fires right now. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. You turn on the news, you turn on everything, and yes, again, this is supposed to be an escape, but it affects people. It's affected people I know, and I, I wouldn't know how to act. I remember probably when I was about 17, my mom, Pam, she's a hairstylist and she was on her way home from work and she had a commute, I think about 25 minutes um, from Riverside, California to San Bernardino, California. 
And as she's on her way home, I get a phone call. You know, back in the day, people had home phones. <laughs> Not a lot of people do anymore, but the home phone rang. And it was my mom's shop owner. And she said, is your mom home yet? I said, no, my mom called and said she's on her way home, which meant I better make sure the chicken was defrosted by the time she got home to cook or I was going to get my ass beat straight up. And if we've all been there, come on, (laughs) but I digress like always. Uh, She said, yeah, I, I really have to talk to your mom. I said, well, I'll take a message for her. So by the time she gets here, I'll tell her what you, you know, what you need to know. And she said, there's been a fire at the salon and it's completely gone. Everything's gone. And I don't know how to tell your mom. She doesn't have a place to work. And I was like, damn, think about it. This lady worked her ass off her whole life. Got a business. And in an instant, over some electrical problems, she lost her business, her life business. Now, you know, people, oh, you can get it back. You work hard. You know, insurance to cover it. But when you're in that moment, it's hard. So my mom gets home. And I'm like, Mom, you might want to sit down. She says, no, just tell me what's going on. And I told her. My mom was like, wow. So we went down there. And this place is engulfed. The firefighters are working hard to put it out. And this lady's just standing there watching her hard work go up in flames, literally. And she had no time to react. Another instance, and no, I didn't start these fires. So for all you funny people, it's not me. About a year later, in the uh, apartment complex next to us, when I lived in San Bernardino, We heard sirens, we smelled smoke, and we saw these huge flames. And being the kids that we are, we ran next door, and we saw an entire condo just engulfed in flames. That's sad enough. That's sad enough. And you see these two young teenagers, probably like 14, 15, just standing there in tears like, oh, man, oh, man. And the sad part is this mother... Single mom, by the way, because she mentioned it as she got out the car, comes home from a phone call saying your house is on fire. And I'll never forget the lady's reaction. She just lost it. And the firefighter's like, calm down. She's like, calm down. I'm a single mom. Everything I've ever worked for is inside that house. And witnessing that. That was sad. Devastating. So, you know, you turn on the news and you see this stuff and you're like, wow, you know, that's pretty sad. Click. Oh, my favorite team's playing. Oh, that's sad. Click. Oh, so-and-so shows on. You know, it's easy as a society to tune in, see something bad, and then, man, okay, I've had enough of seeing something bad. You can turn the channel. But these people can't turn a channel. These people are going through some of the worst times of their life. I mean, that's devastating. And again, things are material. You could always get a lot of the stuff back. You know, but the memories you create, the fun you had with your family, your loved ones, you you got those memories forever, but you can't create new ones. 
Of course, you could do it somewhere else, but you know, I just think it would be devastating. And so, thinking about that, it, it man, it breaks my heart to even think about it. Uh, if you log on, there's countless charities, more than I can name right now. You go to your local fire department, help them out. Go to the affected areas, those fire departments, and ask if you could donate food, water, you know, your time, gift cards to give to the firefighters, gift cards to give to the victims of the fires because everyone's affected by this, you know. Do something. Pray. Whatever you feel like you need to do. But just have some sympathy for these people and be thankful for what you have. Because as I record this, I'm going to turn off everything after I upload this. And I'm going to go to bed with a roof over my head and I'm not in a shelter or staying at somebody else's house. And for that, I'm very thankful. So, gratitude is the attitude right now. And my heart goes out to all the people that lost their homes and their businesses and their pets in these horrific wildfires. So, be with them. Think about them. And if there's something you can do to help out, do it. Okay? Just saying. Because those people are going through a hard time and Bad enough Thousand Oaks has fires. You know, they went through the the massacre and the shooting. And I'm not going to get political because I am for guns. You know, I could be considered, you know, everybody has to have a label. I'm a liberal, I guess. and with, But I'm fiscally conservative, if that makes sense. And I, I, I'm pro-gun. I don't know even, I don't even own a gun. But... I would be a hypocrite if I'm going to condemn guns. I'm not going to get into any arguments or any government, anything, but all I care about is those 12 people that were killed. So Thousand Oaks is going through a really hard time right now. And I got a couple friends that live out there that uh, literally left before the gunman came, not even making that up. I've contacted them and, they're fine. They're shook. And they were like, yeah, we had to leave. And an hour later, you know, everything happened. So uh, my heart goes out to all 12 victims of that. And we're not going to stay somber. You know, we're going to get back to escaping from reality because it's a sad thing. But my heart goes out to them also. Um, all right. That portion of the Big Brother Jake podcast was brought to you by Scooter Dynasty. Yes, we have sponsors, a lot of them this time. Uh, Scooter Dynasty is located on 515 West Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. You're looking for a new scooter, want to get around and beat the traffic, save gas, and do it in an economical and affordable way? Uh, my man Vince No will take care of you. Give him a call at 213-748-3735. That's 213-748-3735. Scooter Dynasty. If you're looking for a scooter, my man Vince will take care of you. Tell him Big Brother Jake sent you. Let's go have some fun. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay. <laughs> a lot of y'all have told me you like story time with Uncle Big Bro Jake. 
And I'm not going to disappoint because I have plenty of stories. Some that I can never, ever, 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 ever do on the podcast. If you ever want to hear those, just come to an event with me. Make sure there's no microphones on and I'll tell you all of them. But there's this one we can talk about. This goes back about five years ago. Okay? I'm going to go ahead and cue the music. All right. Why am I playing the Power Ranger theme? <laughs> this one is funny um, to me, but we'll go ahead and tell the story. So Dateline, Eagle Rock, California. Uh, the family's hungry. Now my sister-in-law's house in Eagle Rock, California. And everybody's saying, well, we're hungry. We don't feel like cooking. We don't really want burgers. We don't, you know, why don't we go to... A pizza chain that costs five dollars for a pizza. I'm not gonna plug anybody that's not showing love, okay? <laughs> so I volunteer myself to go pick up this delicious five dollar pizza, a couple of them because we all like to eat my family. So I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I'm down. Let's go ahead and do it. Uh, I'll be back. So roll over to this little $5 spot and there's a pretty long line and I'm like there's why is everybody at this place is it really that good no, I've eaten this pizza a million times but it's cheap and I'm hungry and so I proceed to wait in line the cashier says sir hold on one second I'll be right back they disappear off to wherever and they come back, but they don't call my name or not, they don't ask for me to go forward. So I hear this voice behind me saying, yo, man, why don't you go ahead and go up there? And I, I look behind me. I don't see anybody. I'm like, what the hell is that? Okay. So lady's still kind of counting her drawer or whatever. And dude's like, yo, man, why don't you move forward? I said, man, why don't you shut the hell up? What the hell is your problem, dog? And I look behind me, I still don't see anybody. So then, he's like, you need to watch your mouth. And I'm like, you need to watch your mouth. Ah! <laughs> oh, I know you, dude. I know who you are. He's like, you don't know me, homie. I'm like, bruh, I know who you are, man. And before I can get it out, there's a little chubby kid next to me. I say chubby because I'm describing him. He's like, yo, that's the Black Power Ranger. <laughs> the Black Power He's like, I got a name. I'm like, man, I will pay Ten dollars to anybody in this joint that can say who your real name is, and dude, dude was heated. He's like, "I think you're being mad disrespectful." I said, first of all, you're yelling at me because I'm not moving forward." The lady didn't say, "Hey, come on over." She's counting her drawer. The other people are in line because there's somebody there that <laughs> that you know to, to to take the orders. He's like, "Well, you you got a problem with me?" I'm like, I, I really don't have a problem with you. I think this is kind of comical, you know? And he's like, you're being mad disrespectful again. You got a big mouth, big man. And I'm like, well, what you going to do about it? Man, I kid you not, this cat gets in like this karate stance. And he's like ready to swing on me. He's like, well, we're going to see about, you know, being disrespectful. And... Look, I, I'm not the type of person to be rude or disrespectful to people on purpose. 
But I'm sitting here like, this dude must think there's cameras around and he's filming the episode for the next Power Rangers uh, show. I'm like, bruh, you ain't got no Power Ranger outfit on. You ain't got your, you know, weird monsters in the background and music playing. So you need to just get up out that stance and, and just chill out. When the lady called me to go up there, I'll order and then you can order. And <laughs> people start busting out their camera phones. Like, yo, the Black Power Ranger about to go off. <laughs> he was so mad. He's like, my name ain't Black Power Ranger. Now, I don't even know homeboy's name, honestly, I <laughs> unless I look it up now. But I'm not going to waste the time to do that. But he was mad heated. He's like, I'm tired of people disrespecting me because I was on a on a Power Rangers and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, that's your own hangup. That's your own hangup. You're the one that's mad because people don't know who you are except known as the, pa the Black Power Ranger. So why the hell are you going to get mad at us because you got a complex? And now the lady's like, sir, I'll take you over here. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, let me finish this because he's already made me mad. I'll be right there. Hey, somebody can go ahead. He's like, you need to go up there. I'm like, bruh. I'm dead serious right now. Like, you need to chill out. He's like, say something else. Say one more word. I'm like, oh, what? You're going to get the rest of your Power Rangers in the symbol and, and, and gang up on me? <laughs> and old boy's like, man, I swear, man, if these people don't have camera phones, I will bust your ass. That's what he said. I'm like, okay, bro. Well, I'm sorry. And... <laughs> Just thinking about it right now, because this dude was so mad. He had, you know, when somebody gets mad, they had like that that spittle that comes out their mouth, and he was heated and like, he probably could kick my ass. Let's be honest. I mean, dude, dude works out. He works out. He looked like a little swole Wayne Brady, but I, <laughs> and if I had the chance to see him, I would apologize because I was kind of wrong. But it's like, bro, don't rush me because you're hungry. And the lady's not ready yet. She's counting her drawer. But Homeboy was like legit pissed off at me. Now, I've met celebrities the other day. And I posted it on my social network. I met Jaleel White. For those that don't know who Jaleel White is, but, you know, grew up in the 80s and 90s, he was known, he, he played a character named Urkel on a show Family Night. And he was the star of that show. Now... I saw him while I was working at a Clipper game. I was like getting my wires because I, for the Clippers, let me just full disclosure, I work as the audio engineer on site at Staples Center. That's my main nine to five. And so I had to do some stuff courtside, get some wires and whatnot. And I see him down there and I'm like, oh, yo, what's up, Jaleel White? And he's like, yo, what's up, big man? He was real cool. People were calling him Urkel. He wasn't even getting mad about it. But, and, and, and that was cool of him. Took a picture. You know, if you go to my uh, Instagram account, Big Brother Jake, at Big Brother Jake, you'll see it up there. It's pretty dope. It's a public profile. Anybody can see it. But that was fine. But you got Little Mad Black Power Ranger ready to squab with me because I wasn't hurrying up fast enough to, to, take, to get my order taken. Now, look, <laughs> there's one thing to, you know, if you're like, hey, man, hey, hey she's, she's, she's ready for you. You're respectful, and you know, maybe I'm on my phone not paying attention. That's fine. And if you tell me like three times, be pissed off at me. You have every right. 
But man, I'm gonna be damned if you're gonna come up in there and, and squat wanna squat with me because you know, first of all, you're being disrespectful to me, like yo, and like put a little hand on my shoulder. And then you're gonna start yelling at me and trying to embarrass me in front of people. And because the little kid next to me calls you the Black Power Ranger, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's who you are, that's right. And me, I'm not going to just sit there and take getting dissed, so I'm going to, you know, diss you back. Because I already know you're mad. I already know you're mad that you're known as the Black Power Ranger. So I'm going to kind of dig in deep on you and see how you're acting. Now, I was wrong for it. I went back to my sister-in-law's house and I told my wife, I'm like, yo, guess who I wanted to bust my ass? And she's like, everyone wants to bust your ass because you're just annoying. I'm like, no, 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 no. I am annoying, but this one's for real. And she's like, what? I was like, the Black Power Ranger wanted to kick my ass just because I wasn't hurrying up in line. And she did not believe me. And that's what sucked the most. If I would have got my ass kicked, it probably would have been a better story. But <laughs> Black Power Ranger was mad because I wasn't hurrying up in line. Wow. <laughs> true story and i got many 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 more of those but that's for another day but go go power rangers and i'm sorry i pissed you off next time if we ever meet i will buy you a delicious five dollar pizza <laughs> okay maybe even two because i'm feeling you know a little bougie and i'll treat you and the other power rangers to a nice warm delicious pie okay Man, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't do that. I don't give a damn. It was funny. Okay. <laughs> this this segment of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Rodan and Fields. <laughs> Ladies and fellas, are you looking for that perfect skincare product, but you're having a hard time trying to find what's right for you? Well, look no further. Rodan and Fields has the best skincare line out there. They're the number one premium skincare line in both the United States and oh, Canada. They have four distinct lines to help wrinkles, age spots, acne, and sensitivity. Their bright eye complex will take away those raccoon eyes that the kiddos and life in general give us. Ladies, do your lashes need work? Their Lash Boost will revolutionize your look with lashes that are 100% natural, 100% yours. People will swear your new and approved lashes are fake. I've seen these products work firsthand, and the results are amazing, trust me. This company has the before and after pictures and real results that other companies wish they had. Fellas, get in on this too. Trust me, you, you won't regret it, man. Try their Beyond the Shave package for a closer, smoother shave. Love the skin you're in. They're so sure you'll love their products, they'll offer a 60-day empty bottle money-back guarantee. For more information, log into shanaesantana.myrnf.com. That's shanaesantana, S-H-A-N-A-E-S-A-N-T-A-N-A dot myrnf.com for all your skincare needs. Remember, the best wrinkle is the one you don't get. Rodan and Fields. Tell Shanae Big Brother Jake sent you. All right. Thank you for that. On to the next. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Now, I said I would not be sports heavy uh, on this podcast, but this story is a sports story, but it can relate to everybody. And 
I especially want to know the female point of view or perspective on this. You know, especially longtime girlfriends or wives. <laughs> I, I, I just can't get over this story. Okay, to lay the groundwork. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is a running back, was a running back, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the longest time, he's a great running back. For those that don't know football, the running back is the guy that runs the ball. The quarterback doesn't throw it. He hands it off to him. I know I'm being – is that condescending? Well, damn it, I don't know how to – I'm just going to do it. All right. Le'Veon Bell's a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's probably the best running back in the NFL uh, as of this time right now. Dude can ball. Dude can play some football. Dude can run the hell out of a football without question. Now, <laughs> this story irks me to no end, all right? He was due to make $14.5 million. $14.5 million this year. But he refused, flat out refused, to report to camp. Now, he's been franchise tagged. And for those that don't know what a franchise tag is, you know, it's it's a it's a tag that the team gives you. It it's not so much that you sign a contract, but you make I think it's the t it's the average of the top 10 salaries in your position. If you're franchise tag, that means we're not going to offer you a long-term deal, but we're going to give you this one-year deal that's worth the average of the top 5 or top 10 players. If you want to look more into what a franchise tag is, look it up. I'm not here to teach school, but just follow along because that, that, that plays into the story, but hear me out. Okay, so he didn't want to be franchise tagged again, and he feels he's grossly underpaid. And I guess in some respects he is because he's the best running back in the NFL. Now, look, I've been pursued by people before in the workplace. In radio, I've had two places try to get at me. And it was a cool feeling. And I felt like, oh, man, you know, two different places want to get at me. This is dope. I felt wanted. And eventually I went where I could make the most money and advance the most of my career. <laughs> this guy can go anywhere he wants. He wants to stay in Pittsburgh. His his parents are lifelong Steeler fans and grandparents. Uh, he's popular in the community. He does a lot of good charity work in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm not going to diss him for that. I think that's great. But what I do not understand for the life of me is why anybody would leave $14.5 million on the table He's even tweeted out saying something to the effect of, you know, if you don't play football for, if you play football for the love of money, then you don't deserve to play. Something stupid like that. That's why, you know, these athletes need to clean up their Twitters and really think about what they're saying because it might come back to bite them in the ass, okay? Anyways, so this guy has a contract, doesn't want to honor it, 
and says, well, if you're not going to pay me what I feel I'm worth and you don't want to rework my deal, I'm not going to report to camp. He was supposed to report on the 13th. If he did not report on the 13th, which is already, what, week 9, week 10 already in the NFL, he would miss out on his entire year's salary. Now, (laughs) look, I've worked at places where I've wanted a raise. And granted, I don't have the gifted physical ability to run a football like him. But I feel that I bring value to what I do. And if you're a plumber, you bring value to plumbing. If you're a nurse, a doctor, a police officer, IT person, we all have earning potential. We all must be good at our jobs because we're getting paid to do it. If not, we would all be unemployed or not marketable or paid way less than we feel we deserve. Okay? Go ahead and go to your boss tomorrow. And this is what, you know, sports, I know these people generate a lot of money. Athletes generate a lot of money for their teams, for their cities. I get all that. Like, look at LeBron James. He brought so much money to Cleveland when he came back. And when he left, a lot of money left Cleveland. I get that. But you go to your job tomorrow and you say, hey, pay me what I deserve or I'm sitting out. You know what your boss is going to tell you? We'll have the new one ad for your job in there in two hours. And we'll hire somebody in 10. This guy says, I'm not reporting. And gives up $14.5 million. <sighs> okay, I, I, I'm having a hard time understanding this. And for those that want to hear his side of the story, he has a new rap album coming out. He's a rapper. He makes music. I guess he goes by the name of Juice. I don't know. It's probably some trap music. I ain't going to bother looking. I'm old school. I'm like 90s hip-hop, golden era. I'm not going to listen to it. If you can, you want to, I'm sure you can find it. Go to his Wikipedia. There's a link. Anyways, I get wanting to be respected. I get that you should get what you deserve because you are the best in the game. What I do not get It's how you can leave $14.5 million on the table. And granted, I'm sure he has money from, you know, his last few years of playing and endorsements. So it's all relative to him. But if I see somebody that's the best at what they do, but they've already had an incident. He had a marijuana incident. He's, He's been in trouble with the law. He's been outspoken. He's upset a lot of people. 14.5 14.5 million. I'm just going to sit out. Now, what thinks you're going to be more marketable after sitting out a year of not playing and forfeit that money? If anything, I'm going to be like, well, you have an attitude problem. And how much are you asking for? No, maybe I'll give you 17. How are you more marketable? How is this going to work for Le'Veon Bell? How is this going to work out for him? It's not going to work out for him. Some team, bottom feeder, that has a lot of money, will probably take him, make a splash. You know, as it is, I get it. Running backs have a small shelf life. And they, you know, at best five to six good years if you're elite. And this guy is elite. 
I get it. But why not just report? Maybe you, know, you can't detect a hamstring, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not advertising or advising somebody to fake an injury. But, bro, I'm just saying, you know, fourteen point five million. Why don't you report? And then all of a sudden, you're just not feeling well. Get your money. Why would you leave that much money on the table, thinking you're gonna get more? You're getting some bad advice, brother. Bad advice. If it's me. And I'm an elite athlete? Yeah, okay, fine. You're not going to pay me? Well, I'm going to get my money because something's better than nothing. And it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I hope this guy's not married or has a girlfriend. Because imagine, I, <laughs> imagine you're going home. You're like, hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, hey, what's good? How you doing? I'm glad you're back. So how did it go? Well, um. You know, uh, we went over there. We talked to the peoples over there, and we're we're not going to report. So, so what does that mean, babe? Well, that means that I'm not going to get paid for the whole year. Uh, excuse me, come again. Then you're going to have a long discussion you didn't need to have. So, I hope for his sake he's single. He probably is. I don't know. And again, I'm too lazy to check. But that's a lot of money to leave on the table. And you go, you, you work for, you know, you, you give to charity, you do a lot of stuff for the city of Pittsburgh. Use that money that you feel is not a lot to you and give it to people that, I don't know, need it. Get to your charities. Get to your families. Invest it. Do something, but that's a lot of arrogance. You got teachers that make $37,000 a year and they buy their own supplies and they have to have a second job as a bartender or an Uber driver or whatever the case may be. But I'm only getting $14.5 million. And I get it. Having been on the other side and working around athletes all the time, flying with them, get your money. You deserve every penny you get or can negotiate. But on the other hand, you can't draw sympathy from anybody when you're leaving that much money on the table. That's just ridiculous. So whoever's giving you this advice, probably your agent, you need to fire your agent and really think about what you're doing. You're not happy in Pittsburgh? Leave. But don't leave that much money on the table and sit out a whole year. That's just foolish. That's just foolish. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. This portion of the Big Brother Jake Podcast is brought to you by FabulistaCookies.com. That's F-A-B-U-L-I-S-T-A Cookies.com. Their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. You can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, and your memory rouser. You can contact Fabulista Cookies at 323-536-2504. That's 323-536-2504. Or email them at mygoodies at fabulistacookies.com. And let them know Big Brother Jake sent you. Okay, I'm looking forward to some cookies myself because I love to eat.
Who doesn't? And the holiday season's upon us, so hit up the website. Check it out. You got some goodies there that, you know, cookies, brownies, whatever you need, Rice crispy Treats. Uh, Jesse will take care of you. Known her a long time, and she can get down in that kitchen. I, trust me when I tell you that. Known her a long time. So shout out to Jesse. What's up? All right. Holiday season's upon us, and I've already done my spiel about the holidays. But there's one thing in particular that I have to address, and it's something that, if you know me, it, it irks me to no end. And I'm going to end the show on this note. This is the time, the real, to me, to me, the real good part about the holidays is not so much gifts or stuffing your face till you can't move anymore. It's giving back to those that need your help, okay? Especially this time of year, it's a really hard time for people. People have lost loved ones during the holidays. People have gone through a lot of bad things. People are on hard times, going through hard times right now. And I always think it's great to lend a helping hand to someone. I think it's great that if you have the means, whether it's the time to volunteer or the money to donate, either one to me I think is great. Some people, oh, well, uh, you know, it's better if you give your your time or, or, you know, come on. I think if whatever you do out of the kindness of your heart is a great thing. I have no problem with either one. If you want to donate your time or your money, you're donating a piece of you, and that's fantastic. But, but, and here's my problem with social media. As much as I love it, and it's well documented that I am addicted to social media. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. But the one thing I can't stand, especially lately, I see a lot of these rappers, and I, I yeah, I, rappers, and some celebrities. They'll walk around and they have some hype man, homeboy, homegirl on their phone videotaping them going into, you know, a restaurant or walking around different neighborhoods and just handing out hundreds of dollars of bills or buying these big meals and feeding the homeless. And I have a problem with that. And I actually posted a meme about it under my hashtag fake philosopher everybody likes to be validated like i said and when you're able to give back it feels so good like it's one of the best feelings in the world to give back i love giving back i do uh, I, uh people around me they they do things out of the kindness of their heart but one thing that irks me the most more than anything is when people have to broadcast it on social media or videos. I, I can't stand it. Now, if you do that, I get it. If you're a part of an organization that says, hey, these are the things we do. We, we're out in the community. We want to help. That's awareness. And I'm fine with that. But one thing I can't stand is Look at me, I'm at the mission downtown Los Angeles, me and my people's selfie. 
Okay. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with somebody saying, you know, video, having their homeboy videotape them or videotaping themselves, taking a bag of food to a homeless person. First of all, you don't need to exploit that person to make yourself look good. Why are you doing that? Now, as a child, we received food stamps and, you know, we, were, we weren't rich at all. We were poor. And anytime we got help, we were very appreciative. But I guarantee you, if I saw somebody with a camera phone, like, hey, man, you know, it looks like you're down on your luck. Well, I'm going to stay down on my luck. Yeah, pride would kick in. Because I'm not going to be your, you know, I'm not going to be your pawn in a game of, look at me, I do good things for people. It's already hard enough to accept a donation. Food, money, clothes, when you can't afford it and you're down on your luck. But some of these people, and it's not just celebrities, I mean, social media and smartphones have made people believe they're their own celebrity. And I've been on radio and I've done radio shows and worked on radio shows and worked with teams I've never considered to be what I call famous. Because I'm not. I could walk into any store and not one person could recognize me. Just like the Black Power Ranger. <laughs> that was wrong. I don't care. Um, but I'm not. Now, what I do for charities or whatever, that's my business. It's my business and whoever I decide to deal with. I'm not going to broadcast that. You won't hear me talk about it. And you definitely won't see me videotaping myself. Hey, man, I just thought you needed this delicious warm meal. Let me give it to you. Why do that to somebody? I never understood that. It's already hard enough that somebody has to deal with being broke, poor, hungry, recovering addict, and you got a camera in your face. But you're so hungry, you're going to take it. You're so hungry, you're going to, you know, want or need a shower or whatever. You're going to take that money or take that food. But this... Fronting for the camera, fronting for stunting for the gram type generation. And people have done it for years. It's not just millennials or anything like that. I mean, there's people, I've given to this charity for many years, and I've done this for this charity. I heard a story about Kobe Bryant. And I have another story about that guy. I'll tell during my story time. And that's a real short story. But anyway. He's given millions of dollars and hours of his time to a certain hospital here in Southern California, close to his home. The moment cameras arrive, he dips out and has told that particular hospital, if you guys call cameras here, I'm out. I admire that. If you can give and nobody knows what you donate to or where you spend your time, I think that's admirable. You give without worrying about 
letting the world know you give to people. Just do it. Somebody needs your help. You don't need to broadcast that you help them. Just do it. Because the positive vibes will return to you tenfold. Or if you're a believer like myself, God will bless you in abundance. You don't need to do that. Stunting for the gram. Look at me, I'm helping some guy that cannot help himself. That's some damn selfish stuff, man. And, you know, if you're amongst your friends, like, yeah, you know, I I donated this. That's one thing. But don't brag about it, man. I've been down on my luck before. I've had hard times. I've gone without meals. Going to bed hungry is one of the worst feelings in the world. And because of that, my wife gets on me because I'll eat late because I cannot go to bed on an empty stomach because it just brings back bad memories. The thing is, this is the, 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 the time of year where giving and being there for others and being selfless is what it's all about. But I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, and I'm not going to tell you what to do with your time, your money. That's on you. It's cool that you're giving, even if you're doing that. The, the, the thought that you're giving is fine. But don't exploit others to make yourself look good. It's the equivalent. It's the equivalent. And, and fellas, I'm going to put it in this analogy, and it'll make sense. And ladies, you'll probably be able to relate to it's like that one homeboy, you see a group of girls, there's one fine-ass girl there, and you're like, man, she look good. And you'll get some clown dude that will diss you really hard in front of her and make you look bad so you could build yourself up and try to impress this girl. That's what it looks like when you're videotaping and bragging on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, that you're doing well and donating your time and money you're a clown don't do that to people man don't do that to people give without having to receive accolades do it from the kindness of your heart be cool and dip out it'll come back tenfold believe me it will and on that note, we're going to go ahead and end the show. I want to thank you for tuning in to episode six of the Big Brother Jake podcast. I know it was a little serious, most of it today. Uh, I don't apologize because we had to address some things. And I've been gone two weeks, but I promise I won't. I'll, well, I can't promise. I will do my best to not have a big gap like I did this time. Just a lot of crazy stuff, but it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that I got to be back here and share my time with you. Uh, episode seven next week. Next week's Thanksgiving, so <laughs> get those bomb-ass outfits ready so you can sit in somebody else's living room. Wherever I end up for Thanksgiving, it's going to be sweats and a t-shirt. Jog okay, jogging pants. I'll, 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 I'll doll myself up a little bit. But have a great week. Choose happiness 
love life and kick ass okay until next time thank you for listening thanks for your support and have a great week deuces you're listening to the big brother jake podcast